Welcome to Empowering Resilience. I'm your host, Rhonda Shortino, and I'm delighted that you're here today. Listen, you've survived 100% of the tough times that you've been through, and you're gonna survive every other thing that you ever have to go through. You know how I know? Because I've done it, and you're still breathing, and as long as you're breathing, you're capable of so much. There's so much potential inside of you, and the keys to your future success are found in everything that you've been through. This podcast is all about strategies for helping you convert your potential into your successful reality. So be sure to subscribe so you never miss a strategy. And let's jump into today's episode. Today, we're going to talk about uh, the search for the magic bullet that's going to make everything just perfect. Uh, I know that there are a lot of people who are just, you know, they're searching and they're striving. They buy the, you know, whatever the magic thing is on the infomercial at two o'clock in the morning. Um, or they sign up to go to this seminar or watch this webinar or whatever. Um, You know, they'll buy the books. They'll buy into belief systems. Um, You know, go see, I don't know, faith healers and, you know, people who um, promise that something magical is going to happen if you go to their thing or go see them or whatever. And I'm not trying to say that everybody who has some kind of a, you know, thing that's supposed to help you is, is some kind of a shyster. No, I I mean, I've written, I don't know, what are we now, 15 books or something like that. It's all designed to help people. So, you know, there's, um, there's probably some help in all those things, but, but the mindset of the person who's searching is what we're going to talk about today. Because there are people who are on a never-ending search. They never actually find the thing that that does what they hope is going to happen. A lot of people have done this with their faith, with with God, their belief system about, well, you know, if I I just buy into this uh, belief system, everything's going to come to me. If I do everything that they say to do, then I will have... A perfect life. I'll have money and I'll have people who love me and I'll have everything I want in life. Well, um, gosh, I hate to be the one to tell you, but all of that kind of mindset, including the, the prosperity preaching, can wind up in a train wreck. It doesn't always, because, I mean, the reality is, if that's God's plan for your life, then 
you know, you cooperating and collaborating with it and believing for it, uh, you know, may just hasten its arrival in your life. So I'm not saying it's all bad, but I am saying that 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 mindset of something outside of you is going to result in you having the perfect life. That's that's the train track on which uh, there's a guaranteed wreck at the end. Because it doesn't, it just doesn't always work out that way. And when we believe, we throw ourselves into that our belief system, our actions are subscribing to this particular course or church or whatever it is, is going to wind up with everything being perfect, um, then we're going to be disappointed. And the problem with that, especially if we're talking about faith in God, the problem with that is that when the train crashes... And it didn't turn out the way we hoped it would. What happens with a lot of people is they throw their faith out. Throw the baby Jesus out with the bath water. Ah, it didn't work. Uh, So therefore there is no God. Or maybe there's God, I don't know, so, so now they're going to be an agnostic, if not a full-blown atheist. See, there's, there's danger in, in that whole notion of, if I do X, then my life will be perfect. That's the danger. Let me tell you what I'm talking about. Uh, I knew a young man who had, man, he had been through so much. His, his um, father was um, diagnosed with uh, an illness that was going to take his life, but, you know, not before him suffering unbelievably. He finally couldn't take it anymore, and he took his life. His son is actually the one who found him when he was 16 years old. His mother wasn't around, and um, but you know he he there he was in high school. He uh, got himself to school every day, got himself a job, went to work after after school. Um, he was a good kid. He was told, "Go get a college degree. Everything will be fine if you get if you get your education. You'll be okay." Well, he got his bachelor's degree, worked really hard on it, and he couldn't get a job. See, nobody told him that the thing that he chose to major in um, was not in great demand in the workplace. So here he was with the clock ticking on all the student debt. And the advice came, well, 
what you really need is a master's degree. You know, you can't do much with that with that uh, degree that you have there, your, your bachelor's degree in this thing. I'm not going to tell you what it is because I don't want to, I don't, I don't really want to dissuade people from going in a specific direction if that's where they feel called to go. But in this case, and I, and I think in many cases, a lot of people uh, tell others that if you just get a college degree, everything will be perfect. Or, you, you know, you'll, you'll, it'll, everything will work out just fine. Well, he went and got his master's degree, more college uh, tuition debt, and he still couldn't get a job. And he fell into really deep depression. Um, Some people told him, wow, what you really need is a doctorate degree. You, You have to go back and get your doctorate. Well, this, uh, this kid, you know, couldn't even, couldn't even afford to rent a room. He just couldn't do it anymore. This is the kid who found his dad after suicide, called 911, cleaned up the house, and you know, got himself to school from 16 years old. He had dug deep and kept going, finishing high school, getting a bachelor's degree, getting a master's degree, couldn't get a job. He just couldn't dig any deeper. There was nothing left for him to go get a doctorate degree because by now he was thinking that he'd been sold a bill of goods. And he took his own life. I could tell you lots of stories like that. Not just about education, about you know everything else that we strive for that doesn't make our life perfect. We think if we find the right guy or the right gal, oh, everything's gonna be great. Oh, if we just found the right job, man, the right job, it would be perfect. Our life would be perfect. Everything would be perfect. If only I had children. If only these children would grow up and move on. If only these children would go back to school. If only, if only. Uh, and, And I'm not just saying this because, you know, I've noticed it in others. I lived it. When I was young and, uh, you know, it was in the years after I emancipated um, from the child welfare system, I was 16 years old and, oh, I was unstoppable. I thought I was, but I, but I was striving and I was searching and I thought, ah, if I, if only I um, had a degree, that, that would be great. So I was working, I was working all day and then I was going to school at night and I had a conversation with one of my uh, teachers, a community college professor, and, and I realized talking to this guy that I made more money than he did. I think I was 
19. And I thought, what am I doing breaking my back over here, trying to get, you know, striving toward a degree? Uh, I wanted to have a bachelor's degree in English. And a very wise old man, my mentor, uh, was Fred Livermore. He was in the top one percentile of wealthy people in the United States. And he had come back from World War II with, you know, like two quarters in his pocket or whatever. And he sold life insurance door to door and would collect, you know, nickels and dimes and quarters every Friday. He would go and collect. And he invested well and he was a smart guy and he started his own insurance agency. And he said to me one morning that I dragged my sorry carcass into work because I was so tired because I'd been at school the night before. And, uh, and he said, what's wrong with you? Why are you so tired? And I told him about, you know, having gone to school the night before. And he said, what are you going to do with a degree in English? I said, well, I, uh, 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 I, you know, I didn't have a good answer. I just thought, well, it's going to make me a better person. It's going to make me a more well-rounded person. But I hadn't really directly tied that degree to some specific thing you know, that was measurable. Like this knowledge that I'm going to acquire is going to increase my earning capacity by this. Or this degree that I'm going to acquire is going to increase the quality of my life in this specific way. I couldn't answer him. And he said, well, are you serious about being in insurance? Well, I'm his employee. Uh, Yes, I had been there at that point I think, uh, I don't know, a couple of years or whatever. I wanted to impress him, so of course I had to say yes. And he said, well, a degree in English is not going to do anything for you. If you're serious about insurance, then you have to go get an insurance designation. Uh, If you're serious, serious about sales, you really don't need an insurance designation, but figure out what you're going to do because you can't drag in like this in the morning. Hmm. Okay. I never went back to that class that I was taking because that guy was my mentor and he had literally gone, he was the, you know, traditional American rags to riches story. And I wanted to be like him. And so I signed up and I started um, the classes toward getting my insurance designation I say that to say that I always, I mean, in those first, I don't know, five or six years after emancipation, I, I always thought that it was going to be something. It was going to be the degree, or if I just had a better car, or if I just lived in a safer, nicer place, or if I had a, a, a family that loved me, if I had a, a great husband, if, if, if. What I've learned is that there's nothing externally that's going to provide that for us. The thing that will move us toward, move the needle, as they say, toward your better life is is inside of you. It is resilience. 
that's why I named this podcast. I, you know, I could be talking about a lot of things. Uh, I was in business for many, many years. I could talk about small business. I could talk about uh, being a woman-owned business. Um, I could talk about child welfare, foster care. There are so many things that I could be talking about. But I, but I chose resilience because if we learn how to tap our resilience, that thing that empowers us to get up and try one more time, then we have a far better chance of creating the great life we want to live than, than if we just, you know, run with reckless abandon toward all of these external things, college degrees and other people and the bigger house and the better car and you know, the great job or owning, owning your own business or whatever it is, you know, we could run toward those things, but there's absolutely no guarantee with any of those things that we'll wind up happy. I want you to join me again for the next one uh, of these podcasts because we're going to talk about what success really is. What that, air quotes, good life really is. What's that perfect thing that we're striving for anyway? We're going to talk about that. And we're going to get real about it. Because, you know, there are a lot of people in situations that, uh, realistically speaking, in this life, that situation is is probably not going to change. There are, I'm talking about people who were born with severe birth defects, people who are in a wheelchair for the rest of their lives, people who are caring for loved ones who have Alzheimer's or some other kind of dementia where there's, there's you know, outside of a miracle from God, and I believe in miracles. I've had many of them. But outside of a miracle, it's not going to change. Um, people who are caring for a, a child who has you know, some kind of a physical or mental issue. I mean, there are, there are people who... I mean, if you, if you think about what some people are dealing with. And then you think about this notion of, you know, looking at some infomercial that says, just do this and you'll have a perfect life. I mean, the juxtaposition is stunning. Almost to the point of being cruel. The good news is that regardless of the circumstances of our lives, we really can create good lives for ourselves. We're going to talk about that in the next episode. So I hope that you'll join me. And if you want to actually literally join me in one of these podcasts, um, 
you could send me a message. I think you have to go to anchor.fm forward slash empowering resilience. I think you go to Anchor FM where I record these things and you can send me a message and you can let me know that you want to join me in one of these conversations and I would love that. In the meantime, please subscribe, share this, join the conversation with me on Facebook. Um, It's Facebook forward slash Rhonda Shortino, R-H-O-N-D-A-S-C-I-O-R-T-I-N-O. All right. I look forward to next time with you. Bye. I want you to be happy. And you can be. That's why I wrote the book, 30 Days to Happiness, that was featured on the Ellen DeGeneres show and was included in her Kind Box distribution. So many people have reported finding their happiness with this book. Please go to my website, Rhonda, R-H-O-N-D-A dot O-R-G, and order your copy today. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode of Empowering Resilience. This is your host, Rhonda Shortino. Please subscribe so that you never miss an episode. Share this with your friends. And I look forward to seeing you back here. And I want to hear from you. You can contact me through my website, Rhonda at Rhonda.org. I want to hear your questions and your comments. And if you'd like to call into the show and talk directly to me, I would love that. So reach out. And I'm looking forward to helping you mine the lessons out of what you've been through and converting those things with your potential into your successful reality. Thank you.